This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Probably every college teacher in the history of mankind, probably since the Bayashini, has always sat down with her students and said to them the following phrase. Don't be your husband's mashkiach. Don't be his mashkiach. Don't be his mashkiach when he doesn't get up in the morning. He didn't marry his mashkiach. And if he wanted to marry his mashkiach, then when he was in high school and he was in Beis Medrash, he would have married his mashkiach. He would have proposed to him. But he didn't. Because your husband does not want to marry his mashkiach. So whatever you do, don't be his mashkiach. Every single kala in the history of Kala Yisrael has, uh, uh, always has heard this. It's almost like a slogan. It's like, Arbet Machtri. It's like you walk into a Jewish home, it's like, don't be his mashkiach. Everyone knows this slogan. Don't be his mashkiach. And very often couples come and they're fighting and they're arguing about different things and it's always the man who says, my wife is driving me crazy. She's driving me nuts. She's turning to me. She's saying, you have to get up for a minion and you have to daven more and you have to learn more and you don't spend enough time with me and you don't spend enough time with the kids and you don't like me and you don't buy me jewelry and a list of all these things. And the men always say, didn't your college teacher teach you anything? Don't you know you're not supposed to be my mashkiach? If I wanted to marry my mashkiach, I would have married my mashkiach. I didn't marry my mashkiach. I don't want to marry somebody who's like my mashkiach. Why are you constantly telling me, telling me, telling me, I'm not interested. Don't nudge me. Don't bother me. Don't tell me what to do. It's Lashonar. It's Lashonar. It's Lashonar. Don't tell me. I'm not interested. I didn't marry my mashkiach. Don't be my mashkiach. Don't get me up in the morning. Don't bother me. Don't tell me all the things that I'm doing wrong and that I have to switch around. There's two concepts that we find which are extremely powerful and could maybe shed light on this mindset just a bit. The Gemara says, and I'm reading here from Leva Leo from Revelio Lapian, a fascinating, fascinating sefer, which really goes into the depths of the, the regesh, the heart, the hearts of how we have to look at the Torah and how we have to look at events that happen in our lives. Ravaya says, the Gemara says in Ksubis, a story with Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai is riding out of Yushalayim. Again, Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai lived in the, in the days of the, of the Chorban Bayasheni. And he's riding out of Yushalayim, and he's going with his Talmidim, and he sees a woman, that they were looking through the waist, this woman was looking through the waist, of animals if maybe there was a kernel of food. When he saw this woman, he saw her and she saw him and she stood up and she said to him, Rebbe, give me food. I'm starving. And Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakeh said to her, Biti, Biti, Basmiat, who are you? And she says back, Bas ben Guryanani, I'm, I'm the daughter of the wealthiest guy in town. I, I was a Billionaire, I was, a, I was, I was, I was, the, I was a billionaire's daughter. I was one of the wealthiest people's daughters. And Rebbe, I have nothing. Parnasani, give me something to eat, give me something to drink. So Amar Allah, you said to her, what happened to your father's money? And the Gemara there goes into the whole story of how he spoke to her. And at the end, he says a very inquisitive statement. Bacha Rabbi Yechonim ben Zaka. He started crying. Va'amar and he said, Ashrechem Yisrael. 
Ashrechem Yisrael. Praiseworthy are you, Kal Yisrael. Why? So he says two things. He says, Bizman when you do the will of Hashem, nobody could touch you. You're invincible. When you do the Ratzon Hashem, you're invincible. However, when you don't do the Ratzon Hashem, you're put down by low nations. But it's not only the low nations. You're not only put down by the nations, you're also put down by the animals of these nations. So Rav Eliel says, What? Ashrechem Yisrael? Ashrechem Yisrael? What are you talking about? Ashrechem Yisrael. Ashrechem Yisrael, that when you're doing the Ratzon HaMakim, nobody could touch you. I understand. Ashrechem Yisrael, that when you don't do the Ratzon HaMakim, you're put down by the lowest nations, and not only the lowest nations, but the Behemtam Shal Umashafela, the Behemoth, that's the Ashrechem Yisrael? Why didn't you stop and say, Ashrechem Yisrael, that when you do the right thing, everything's great. But it's not such an Ashrechem Yisrael that when you don't do the right thing, everything goes wrong. He asked that question, then he asks another question. He says that we know the famous story of David and Avshalom. Avshalom rises up against David and the famous, the famous Pasuk in Tehillim, it says, Mizmar le-David Mizmar le-David A beautiful song to David when he ran away from Avshalom. So his son rises up and he's trying to kill his father. He leads a revolution to go overthrow David, his father, the king. And David's running away from his son who's trying to kill him. And Mizmar le-David He's singing a song. What is going on over here? She says, Mizmar le-David? How does it make any sense? Right? Famous question. Gemara brings this down. It's, it's, it's a kina. It's a terrible tragedy. Your son is trying to rise up against you. He says, and with this Yisaid, we can understand two fundamental things from these two stories. He says, we have to understand something. There's a huge difference between you're walking down the street, somebody you have no idea who they are, they walk over to you, and they just sucker punch you right in the face. You turn to the person, you go, who are you? What are you doing? What are you thinking? You start crying. You say, what What was that? I don't understand. That's Kinnala David. Something bad happened to you. However, says Rav Yilapiyan, quoting Rav Yonison Eipshitz, he says that when a child gets a smack from a father, when something happens, and the kid turns to his father and he says, Ouch, why did you hit me? And the father says to him, Because you did this wrong. He says there's almost no greater simcha in the world. Because again, we're put into this world to build a relationship with the Bayre Olam and to get close to him. And when you do something wrong, and then Hashem says, Hey, you have to straighten your ways a little bit. There should be no greater simcha in the entire world. If we really understood this as mature adults, we would say, what you're doing for me, Hashem, 
is the greatest gift in the world. You're keeping me that my tachlis hachayim is going to be fulfilled. Wow, that's mind-blowing. That's a simcha. That's a joy. That's like finishing a masechta. That's like, I just did chesed. That's like, wait, I figured out what I'm doing here. That's, that's mind-blowing. Says He says, the story of David HaMelech was a story of rebuke from Hashem to David. And how did David know it? Because David said to Hashem, very famous words. He said, if the revolution would happen, al yidei mamzer or an eved, then I would be upset. But if the revolution happens by my son, then I'm happy. What do you mean? It should be the opposite. If it happens through an eved or a mamzer, so then that's a natural thing to happen. You should be upset over there. Then you should be happy over there. That's a natural course of things. Your son is trying to kill you and you're happy? Says Revelli, yes! Because he was able to see the Yad Hashem. He said, if something happens naturally, how often do we get a cold? And we say, oh, Yashem, I'm doing a virus. I have to change my ways. I have to stop speaking Lashonara because a cold is the respiratory system and that's what I used to speak Lashonara. How often does that happen? Very rarely. It's when there's a bombing that goes off. There's something that shocks you. You say, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Then you say, wait, this is out of the ordinary. This must be a lesson from Hashem. And that's the Mizmar Ledavid. David is singing and dancing as he's running out of his palace for his life. And he says, Mizmar Ledavid, thank you, Hashem. I'm running away. I'm running away from Avshalom. My son, this is not natural. This must be from Hashem. Then that's beautiful. Hashem, you want me to straighten something out? That's my purpose in this world? You got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for this message. Unfortunately, this is how I had to receive it. But the message is the message. It's a message from Hashem. It's such an important, powerful idea. Let's go back to Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Rabbi Shua ben Levi, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yechna ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yechna ben Zakkai, the same idea the Gemara says, that he goes out and he says, Ashrechem Yisrael, Ashrechem, you're so great that when you're doing the right thing, nobody could touch you. When you're doing the wrong thing, Everybody could trample on you, and not only anybody, but even the Ba'amtam, the animals of these Umashafela, of these low nations. What? How is that Ashrechem? How does that make any sense? So says Rav Elia, the same idea. It doesn't make any sense that an Umashafela should be able to rise up against Kla Yisrael. It doesn't make any logical sense. That you should have to sit there, you were a billionaire yesterday, and today you're sitting there sifting through the wastes of the animals to have to find a kernel of wheat or barley to eat. That doesn't make any sense. Ashrechem Yisrael! Ashrechem! That's amazing! Don't you see the message? Get your life on track. Do the right thing. Realize this is a message from the Bayer Eilam. Imagine if you got mail. And instead of it being spam... And, and bills. There was a message in there from Hashem and he says, Dear you, I love you. I want to get close to you. 
I want to build a relationship with you. You're doing something which is infringing on this relationship. You're not letting me get as close to you as possible. Please change your ways. Thank you. With love and kisses, Hashem. That letter will change your life. But you might forget about it tomorrow. And you might forget about it in a week from now. So Hashem says, I'm going to make a revolution where your son is trying to kill you. I'm going to take a billionaire, billionaire and have her sifting through the waste of animals, of lowly nations, so that in 2,000 years, you'll remember this letter. You'll remember this story because this story is the story of your life. Every one of us is on a path of growth and change. We're either growing and changing in the right direction or we're growing and changing in the opposite direction. Don't marry your mashkiach is a great catchphrase. There's a lot of great catchphrases. The yisoyed of all yisoydis, of why we're in this world, is to have a relationship with Hashem. That's why we're here. That's what we build and keep for all eternity. And that being the case, when a woman turns to her husband and says to him, Hey honey, it's, it's, it's 9.45. Maybe you'd like to catch a minion today? Hey, you're speaking Lashon Hara, and I just heard in a class that what you just said we're not supposed to discuss. Maybe we shouldn't discuss that. Or maybe it would be nice if we had a Dvar Torah by the Shabbos table, because it would be nice if you looked in a safer, you know, once or twice a month, and if you conveyed something over to our children. That is such a powerful idea. Ashrechem Yisrael, it's beautiful. Mizmar Ledavid, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's not so gishmak. It's not, nobody wants to come up to a wife who says, all right, here's the laundry list of things that you need to change. And he says, well, I had a lot of time to think on the way home, and here's all the things that you need to change. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying there's an idea of two people who are committed to growth in the right direction, who are committed to each other and are committed to figuring out the little things in their lives, the little messages that Hashem is sending us and saying, what is this message telling me? I got a letter today that says from Hashem, change. What needs to change? Oh, the wife says, you know what it is? Maybe he hasn't seen you in a few months. You haven't gone to shul. Maybe he doesn't like the way you're speaking. If we could work with each other to bring about positive change, then... We are maximizing our marriages, but more than that, that's really the reason why we get married. It's the reason why we get married, is to grow, is to get closer to someone else so that we could understand the true relationship with Hashem. Ashrechem Yisrael. Mizmar Lidavid. Beautiful thoughts and concepts that when we could truly internalize them, we could bring our marriage to a totally new level. And I hope you use this skill, as well as visiting marriagepro.co, to figure out how you could take the steps necessary to actualize growth in the right direction by putting one brick 
in front of the other and on top of the other and around each other to build this beautiful home so that we could look at ourselves and say, wow, I got it. She's not my mashkiach, but she's looking out for me. I am so lucky. Ashrechem Yisrael, I should dance around the house. So happy that I have a wife who's keeping me on course and who's doing the things that I need to change and pointing them out to me in the nicest, most gentle manner so that I could become the the best version of me. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.